0: welcome to the mckay community podcast with the mckay community podcast we have two goals to tell mckay stories and to promote good news from the neighborhood i'm reen Rossabala, mckay graduate and neighbor and my wife hannah and i have a vision that all people in the mckay community would thrive and in reality this podcast is an exploration of what that exactly means what makes the mckay community unique what are our strengths what are our challenges And knowing these, how can we grow together as a community? We hope to discuss all this and more as we explore what makes the McKay community truly a special place. Hey everyone! Hey! Welcome back to the McKay Community Podcast. Today, I have my lovely wife Hannah joining me again, who you just heard a second ago. And as you probably know by now, we have two goals for this podcast. One is to tell McKay stories, and two to promote good news from the neighborhood. Today, I thought we'd mix things up a little bit, and instead of interviewing someone else about their story, we turn the mic around and tell our story. What do you think, Levy? Sounds great. All right. Well, um, we're excited that we finally get to record this. We've had some uh, audio technical (laughs) difficulties (laughs) we're recording in our house so hopefully everything turns out clear and we don't have dogs barking or loud cars coming by or anything else so why are we doing this interview of us
1: well we've talked about the mckay commons before well really probably maureen because i was only on one podcast and we feel the need to share the project
0: yeah, we have a vision that we'd like to share, and also we need your help. So if you're listening, we'll have an opportunity at the end of the podcast to get feedback from you all. So you have to stay tuned until the very end.
1: And we also want to share who we are. We think it would be fun to be able to share a little bit about us as Dreen's behind this microphone. Well, the phone, really.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, and yeah, so that you can know him and know his wife. That's me. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: Cool. Well, I'll start. Uh, You all should know me, Rian Rossabala. I grew up in the McKay community. I was trying to think of things. What don't you know about me? So I haven't thought this all through, but just off the top of my head, I really love volleyball and spike ball. If you don't know what spike ball is, you can look it up on YouTube. I love those sports. Played a lot of spike ball, especially in college. Ping pong. I like ping pong.
1: He loves board games. He loves learning new board games. Yes. Which has worn me out a little bit. I love board games, but he's like extra super board game lover.
0: I do love board games. We don't play a ton. It's COVID time, so we don't hang out necessarily in like big groups or go to board game things. But that's a little bit about me. A little bit about sort of my like educational background. Went to McKay and graduated in 2012, and then I left Salem to go to the University of Oregon, and I studied planning, public policy, and management there, as well as public relations, and then after five years there, I came back to Salem, and I started attending Salem Alliance Church, which was where I met Hannah.
1: And I... Well, I am Hannah Rasubala, the missus to his mister, and I did not grow up in the McKay community. I actually grew up in a little tiny town called Silver Lake, Oregon. Don't get it confused with Silver Lake, Washington, because those are completely separate things. Mm -hmm. Um, It's population about 100 I didn't Google that, that's just what I grew up with. So not sure what Google would say, Um, but way out in the boondocks, country girl, came to the city of Salem in 2012, not really having a plan and was, my sister was super sweet and was like, let's just find you a job over there and maybe I'll get some direction. And and I've been around ever since. So I started going to Salem Alliance actually around the same time that Rian started going to Salem Alliance.
0: I want to back up real quick. You said oh. Silver Lake. Where's Silver oh. Lake? Because oh, yeah. most people probably don't know where Silver Lake is.
1: Okay, well, these are the directions I usually give. Mm-hmm. Do you, you know where Christmas Valley is?
0: Um, No, That's okay. what people will say.
1: Yeah, generally that's the response. Okay, do you know where Lapine is?
0: Most people will say, oh yeah, but some people will be like, no.
1: Yeah, so then I revert back to Bend. Okay, you know where Bend is? Well, it's an hour and a half southeast of Bend. Yeah. Yeah,
0: that's like our conversation with pretty much everyone when we first meet them.
1: Always. And I'm always shocked when anyone says, oh, I know where that is. So first I clarify and say, okay, are you talking about Silver Lake Washington (laughs) or are you talking about Silver Lake Oregon? Um, Usually it ends up being Washington, but there are a few gems who have been to Silver Lake Oregon. So if you have been to Silver Lake Oregon, can you comment on these?
0: Uh, I don't know how people would comment.
1: Shoot. Well, somehow let me know that you know where that's at because you're amazing.
0: Yes. So back to kind of the story of how we met, it was through the benediction was the name of the young adult group at Salem Alliance Church. And then shortly after we started coming, uh, we basically the church wanted uh, to know if there was anyone in the group who would consider leading a Bible study together. And here I was sitting in there they're like presenting in front of the group and I'm thinking to myself you know I think I could do that I've done some of that in college but I don't want to do it myself it'd be fun if it was kind of a co-ed group because that was kind of the mix of the group already and so I thought to myself like you know Hannah would be a really good person to lead this Bible study with.
1: And we didn't really know each other at this point point. and the weird thing is during that specific group when they were inviting able to lead the bible study in my heart I was thinking I need to talk to Rian and it felt like such an urgency and I didn't even know the guy so I like the the leaders leave the room I follow them out of the room and I'm like hey I want to do this for sure and then out comes Rian and he's like oh I want to lead this bible study and I was just like you want to lead this bible study with me
0: yeah before I even said anything I was gonna say hey do you want to do this with me would you consider that and before I could say anything Hannah was like do you want to lead a Bible study with me?
1: Yeah, I'm pretty aggressive sometimes, so I wouldn't be surprised if that's how it came up.
0: Oh, that's how I interpreted it. (laughs) Great. So, as you can imagine, we fell in love after that.
1: (laughs) Okay, but I was totally in denial the whole time. Mm. I was like, we're going to lead a Bible study together. I'm going to mostly keep the door closed, but maybe I'll leave my foot in it because the door could open eventually, but it will just get weird if we're, like, leading a Bible study together and then we're dating. I don't know. It makes things complicated, so... I was like denying my feelings for him and.
0: Which is funny because I pretty much knew that she had feelings for me. (laughs) I knew she did. Uh, I think she just didn't know she did. (laughs) Because when I asked her out, I pretty much knew she was going to say yes. So our first date was on January 23rd. uh, And then after that, Hannah's birthday was on February 23rd. My birthday is on November 23rd. Hannah said, I love you to me for the first time on April 23rd. So, of course, naturally, we got married on June 23rd. So,
1: 23 is our magic number. We hope that when we have babies, they are also born on the 23rd of yeah. a month.
0: Shout out to Michael Jordan. What's his number?
1: No, but we're cooler than that.
0: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so where are we at now? Well, we I consider this the, the Skillern model of trying to live in the place that you want to really serve. So we purposely bought a house in the McKay community. Um, and then we also purposely tried to find a church that was also in the McKay community. So we ended up um, moving from Salem Alliance Church to New Harvest Church, which we've been going to for, well, I don't know. Almost two two years. Yeah. Yeah. Two years or so.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. So live, work and worship in our community. That's, that's our heart. I used to work at Jet Industries. So I was working in the McKay community, but now I work at McNary over in Kaiser. So um, I'm a little bit disconnected in that aspect. But with Rean as the lightning rod at Salem Leadership Foundation, we're plugged into the community in that way.
0: So we're part of a community group at New Harvest Church, just a, a group of people we've been trying to get we get together every week and just talk about life and what's going on, the hard stuff, the good stuff, and we'll also talk about Jesus and the Bible. And I, in preparation for this interview, interview, I don't know if you could call this an interview, but in preparation for it, I messaged the group, I said, hey, we're uh, we're going to be doing an interview for the podcast. Are there any questions that we should answer? And Meredith Mooney messaged and she asked these two questions. Why is community important to you? And how has community positively impacted you? We felt those were pretty tied together. So we'll try and answer both of those. So do you want to start?
1: Sure. Yeah. So when I moved to Salem, I didn't really have direction for my life. And um, I had grown up Christian and knew the Lord, but was really grappling with um, choosing the world and choosing the Lord and, and not really knowing where I was going to land in life. And I got plugged in at Morningstar Community Church over in South Salem, and um, I built a community around me, or the community was built around me, I should say. And that really changed my life because I had people who were invested in me. We got together every week. We would hang out outside of um, Monday nights and just having people around me who I could be honest with, who I could share my real struggles with. um, It it honestly changed my life. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And I'm not being dramatic.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it did. And when I think about the way that community has impacted you, I think about different mentors in your life and Mm -hmm. older couples who mentored you and the role that they played. Mm -hmm. And I think that's very similar for me, the way that community has positively impacted me. I grew up going to Celebration Foursquare and our pastors, Ron Joanna Corwin, were more than pastors for me. I mean, they're like grandparents. I mean, we literally called them Grandma and Grandpa, and even though we're not you know blood related at all, and just having that church community, we had a small like fifty person congregation, and so anytime there was like you know when I graduated from high school, it was like invite the church, you know, or anything like invite the church, uh, and it was small enough that we could do that. And as I also think about positive community, because that's kind of what this podcast is about, you know, how do we uh, increase the positive community here in the McKay community. I was thinking about a couple of weeks ago, I was at an event, and it was with the new police chief was presenting to a group uh, breaking bread breaking barriers that SLF put on. And DJ Vincent, he asked the question, what, when you were in high school, what made you feel safe? And as I listened to all the answers, I think the common theme was that there was uh, an adult in their life that cared. Mm. And so I think community matters because relationships matter. Mm. I mean, we're, we're built for relationships. We're mm. built to be in loving relationships, whether that's, you know, with well, hopefully parents or kids, family, but also friends. And, and that's community and it's beautiful and it's great. So that was just something that was really interesting to me that I thought about there. Yeah. But getting back to where we're at, another question that Meredith asked us was, you know, what's some of your heart around this McKay community? Why why do you care about the McKay community or what's mm-hmm. some of your heart? So that was another question that she asked, which actually is a perfect segue into kind of the McKay Commons conversation.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so I didn't grow up in the McKay community as we established. I grew up in Silver Lake, Oregon. <laughs> shout out. Um, and I I don't have roots in in the McKay community. So so why does that matter to me? That is a fabulous question. <laughs> um, I I care about people. I care about the individual. I care about what they believe about themselves. The messages that they're. Um, receiving from people around them and, and what they believe about themselves. And um, as we share about the McKay uh, Commons Project, my heart is that through the work that we do, that people would believe the best about themselves, that they would believe that they are who they are and not what the world says they are. And I also have a passion for language. I speak Spanish. I don't say fluently because there's always so much more that I can learn, but I can have conversations. So
0: She speaks pretty well. I mean, she can have full conversations.
1: Yeah, sometimes I get a little bit lost if they talk a little bit too fast or have um, a different accent than what I'm used to. Something about my story is I actually lived in Durango, Mexico for three months, bought a one-way ticket, didn't really have a plan. Um, but knew that I wanted to be immersed in the culture and in the language. So um, I got to be able to practice my Spanish. So then, then translating that to the McKay community. I just remember one morning we went to the McKay um, High School community, community breakfast. breakfast. Yeah, and there was this couple that were sitting next to us that didn't speak any English. Um, and I was trying to speak in them with Spanish. and just the way that they lit up when I was trying to to talk mm-hmm. to them, we had to fumble around with our words. I would insert some English words. They would insert some um, English words when I needed them to. <laughs> but it was just it was just so cool to see that the way the way that they lit up and yeah. just the fact that that bridging language builds community. And how do we do that? How do we help our community? able to speak to one another and and make them feel known and seen and um, that just it gets me fired up it gets me really Mm -hmm. passionate so
0: yeah so my passion um as you know you probably already know we love the mckay community and Mm -hmm. i when i started at mckay in student government i i shared this in the interview with with shreve was just a conversation of how can we change the perception of McKay High School, and that really struck a chord with me. And I I really think that God just put a passion in my heart of, you know, what could, uh, how can I impact the McKay community, and just a love, I think, for this community and wanting the best for it. Whatever whatever that looks like, I mean, I think there's so many ways that you could you could impact that. So that's a little bit about um, our passions. So um, we'll we'll get to you know what McKay Commons is, but a little bit about how kind of the vision came about. This was about a year and three or four maybe five months ago. Now it was around October or November of twenty nineteen. Nineteen. So we're recently married at this point. Um, I had been looking at what job opportunities might be out there. I was working at the Salem Chamber of Commerce at that point with the Inspire Foundation, and I, I knew that I wanted to serve the McKay community and wanted to see, you know, what options there were to do that. So Hannah and I had a conversation about, you know, what, what could this look like? we were talking about our passions that we just kind of shared, you know, how can we do something like that? We also talked about what it would look like, you know, we talked while we were dating, like, it'd be fun to own a business together at some point.
1: Maybe when we're 50.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Like not anytime soon, maybe way down the road. And we also talked about, you know, what would we even start a business in? And I think we said, well, we don't really have an idea. So unless God gives us a vision for, what that idea could be, we're not really going to pursue anything. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm pretty sure that that conversation happened on like a Sunday. And then on a Wednesday for my work, I was putting together a lunch with leaders for the Salem Young Professionals. We were at Broadway Commons. It was on the third floor. We were interviewing uh, Sam Skillern, who's now my boss. So that's kind of funny. but I was up there prepping the room by myself. I had all of these kind of thoughts in my head and then just kind of the idea sparked what would it look like to take the Broadway commons model and do something similar in the McKay community. And so that idea in a nutshell is what birthed now the McKay commons project. What would it look like to take the Broadway commons model and do something similar in the McKay community?
1: Yeah. And Ryan is a dreamer.
0: Oh, yes. So early
1: on in our marriage, he would always have some idea of something that he should do. And it was always so overwhelming to me because I thought every time he brought something up that he was like, we should make this happen. We should do this. And so when he shared this vision with me and this idea, I think my reaction was very different and it felt realistic. It felt like, oh, my gosh, this is something that I could get behind that we could do together as a couple Mm -hmm. in the McKay community and it didn't feel, I mean, yeah, the project is huge and we're gonna share more about what it looks like, but it didn't feel overwhelming like the other times when he would Hmm. be sharing a vision or an idea of something that he wanted to do.
0: So you can imagine how exciting I was that like, oh, my wife finally like has (laughs) an idea that she like wants to pursue with me. um and I, and i joke around that when i was looking for a wife that i wanted to find someone with strong leadership skills and i say that as a joke but in in reality that that was the reality like i wanted someone who had strong leadership skills because i have such a strong desire to want to lead something together with my spouse and thankfully that's exactly who Hannah is so i really lucked out in that way i long so deeply to lead something together with Hannah. And we'll get to do that, you know, as we grow our family eventually, we'll get to lead that together. But how cool to be able to, you know, lead a a building or a project. Yeah, so like let's community project. yeah. So let's get into what what yeah. is McKay Commons Week? I know kind of we keep of.
1: talking about <laughs> McKay Commons. What is this? All yeah. right, guys. Well, let us tell you. So Rian already talked a little bit about how um, we want to take the Broadway Commons model and do something similar in the McKay community. But we want to tailor it to the McKay community, and um, we also want to have a focus on parents or adults. We see a lot of resources out there for students, and we mm-hmm. love that Salem is so mm-hmm. richly diverse in what they offer for students or for mm-hmm. children. And um, the way that we the way that we want to run the project is. Is focused on the parents to help them to lead their households, because we believe that if parents are healthy, then that's gonna trickle down into the kids, and then when the kids have families, and so on and so on, mm-hmm. and so on and so forth, just generation by generation, you're building stronger community, and we wanna start with the parents. Mm-hmm. So, Love, do you wanna talk about the four key components of
0: McKay uh, yeah.
1: or, or, <laughs> Commons?
0: Yeah, so really, um, broad overview, McKay Commons is a large, we envision McKay Commons as a large, mixed-use building designed for community, culture, and commerce. So the four key components of Broadway Commons that we want to kind of replicate, that we feel is a really good model or really template, is one, the coffee shop, Broadway Coffee House. You know, most people haven't been to anywhere else but but Broadway Coffee House. If they've been to Broadway Commons, it's because of the coffee shop. Uh, And second, they have a lunch restaurant. Um, So coffee shop, lunch restaurant, uh, affordable community rental space. So for both small and large gatherings. And then lastly, leasable office or retail space for businesses and nonprofits. So like Salem Leadership Foundation, who I work for, our main office is on the fourth floor of Broadway Commons. And so we see similarly you know, taking that sort of model, how can we take those four key components and tailor it specifically to the McKay community? Do you want to talk maybe specifically about what that kind of could look like for some of
1: those. Yeah. Yeah. So for the coffee shop, the thing that we believe will draw people in, we want it to be tailored to the cultural diversity in the community. Mm -hmm. So we've talked about like, how do we get pan dulce in the coffee shop? And what if we offered horchata? And what about our two keys neighbors? What Mm -hmm. do they want to see in that space? And um, we want to offer things that that are bridging communities, but also mm-hmm. that are representing the different communities in the area so that it doesn't feel like you're just going to another white coffee shop. <laughs> I'm not sure how to say that politically <laughs> correct, but, but you know how it is. Like, um, we have a specific...
0: Yeah, there's different cultural norms yeah. in white culture. I don't even know what other word you would yeah. use. American pop culture. I don't know. (laughs) We don't know. But uh, the Latino culture is different than the white culture. Mm -hmm. And I mean, that's just one culture. You know, there's a huge Hispanic population. I think probably 40 to 50% of the McKay community is Latino. And most of that is uh, from Mexico. But then you also have, you know, I had classes with Vietnamese. You know, I had like Vietnamese friends, Russian friends, Islander friends, Mm -hmm. Black friends. So how do we, and more, how do we, bridge these cultures in a single space and this is what really gets me fired up is because Mm -hmm. i love bringing people together and Mm -hmm. building healthy community that's Mm -hmm. what i'm passionate about it's what i feel like god has gifted me in Mm -hmm. and so that's what i love i think that the mckay community is uh one of the most diverse communities in in salem kaiser and that's going to be both our biggest challenge as well as our biggest strength. Mm-hmm. It's a challenge because a lot of parents of students. So the students interact with each other, right? Because they go to school it's together. Right. They'll be on sports teams or clubs or things like that. But oftentimes the parents, you know, they go home, and the parents might only speak their language, which could be Spanish, which could be Vietnamese, uh, which could be Russian, which could be Chuquis in the Pacific Islander community. So um how do you get those adults to then interact with other adults when there's a huge language barrier mm-hmm. like we we recognize that that is a huge barrier mm-hmm. uh but that's the challenge and mm-hmm. what a beautiful challenge yeah. like that excites me and it excites me because that's Hannah's uh one of Hannah's strengths is language and mm-hmm. learning language mm-hmm. so I'm I, I said that I don't speak Spanish right now I'm really hoping in the next hopefully maybe the next couple of months is like things open back up that we can take a Spanish class together. Mm-hmm. Hannah said she wants to like freshen up on her Spanish and make sure she's getting some of the details right. But mm-hmm. uh, that's that's why we're passionate about this. And I think also creating a community hub. Mm-hmm. I think that the McKay area doesn't have a centralized voice or often doesn't even have a voice in the mm-hmm. broader Community Mm -hmm. and that's that's my passion is how do we bring people together? How do we create a platform for people to have a voice and all people to have a voice, you know, Mm -hmm. not just um, The main community, but um, the vulnerable populations as well. Those who often don't have a voice. That's a real challenge. We're going to need help. We, obvi- we yeah. don't know all the answers no. at all. So no. that's part of why we're going to need community help, your help, yeah. to help make this vision into a reality
1: yeah we definitely have lots to learn and while we're sharing this vision i don't want the the reason behind why we're doing this to get lost it's not about the building it's not about the coffee shop it's not about the le- the lunch restaurant and the affordable community rental space or the office leaseable leaseable office retail space mm-hmm. it's not about that it's about the community and how can we build people up and how can we bridge cultures? And how can we um, bring people around each other and and fortify the community and strengthen the community? And and like Brian said, we we have so much to learn mm-hmm. and lots of ways we can grow and lots of conversations to have with you, our McKay neighbors and. Um, We're excited to do that and and this is this podcast is just one of those ways that we can start conversations and get the vision out there and Mm -hmm. we're really excited about it and um, We can't wait to see what God does. So
0: yeah So with that, you know, we said that we could really use your help as Mm -hmm. a listener So if you look in the description of this episode There will be a link there and that is a survey that we've created to help get community feedback, mm-hmm. and so our goal is to get 1,000 responses. With hopefully, I think probably at least 800 of those McKay residents, because mm-hmm. our goal is really to serve, you know, in the McKay community for the McKay community. Mm-hmm. Uh, but to get 1,000 survey responses, so that we know, you know, what do you want? What what do you want to see in this space? We want to make sure this is. Uh, we feel one of the best ways that we can get community feedback. So if you don't mind taking uh, about 10 minutes, I think is how long it takes um, to fill out that survey, we would really appreciate it. It's Mm -hmm. going to, and and we really, I mean, we take these things seriously because we, we have those four key components, but within those four key components, like, you know, what what businesses or organizations would lease space there. Mm -hmm. We wanna see uh, organizations that specifically serve the McKay community. So we wanna be selective about that and knowing what the community wants, then we can go and say, hey, it's not just us thinking this is a good idea, but a thousand people took this survey and this was the number one thing that Mm -hmm. people said that they want. Uh, It helps us just uh, be so much more informed and at the end of the day, provide a better product, if you will.
1: Yeah, yeah, and that survey will be available in Spanish and we're working on getting it translated to two keys as well so that we can give um, more of our neighbors a voice with the survey.
0: Yeah, awesome. Yeah, and if you have any other feedback on McKay Commons, the the last question in that survey just says, do you have any other comments? or feedback or or concerns as well. Those are really important to us too. So feel free to fill that out. You can get a hold of me in in other ways as well or us to to give us more information. And then also, if you don't mind taking even the next step and sharing that survey Mm -hmm. with... A neighbor, with a friend, with a colleague.
1: Post it on your Facebook, post it on your Instagram.
0: You can share this story if they're like, what is this? You can share yeah. this podcast with them so they can hear us kind of explaining the vision for it. But that we would uh, so appreciate that. Yeah. That'd be awesome.
1: Yeah. And more than appreciating it, it's necessary. In order True. for this project to be successful, we need to get the community feedback. Um, so we we need you, really, is is mm-hmm. what it comes down to. So
0: yeah, we want to give a quick shout out to those who have supported us, especially our steering committee. Mm-hmm. Um, they have been such a huge help. We meet once a month with the steering committee to help us help guide this project, mm-hmm. and they've been a huge help. Any other things that we want to say about that?
1: Yeah, we are so thankful for the support because we started this project knowing nothing, you guys. Like I didn't even really know what a 501c3 was and (laughs) um, just learning all the lingo and um, we just have an amazing team around us who also care about the community and care about this vision and who are help trying to push it into a reality. So that's been really cool and we appreciate each one of you if you're listening, so. That's awesome, and just a quick update: we are a formal non nonprofit now, so holla! That's super Woo-hoo! exciting. Yes, um, we haven't filed for tax exemption yet, so still more to come on that. Um, but yeah, that's all I have.
0: Yeah, I think we we pretty much shared shared the story of McKay Commons. Thank you so much for uh listening, listening to this podcast and listening
1: to our story. <laughs> <laughs> listening to our story.
0: We hope you didn't we didn't bore you and that you enjoyed it. We enjoyed telling it. Yeah. And you know, we hope that you continue to um listen to this podcast. But more importantly, it's, again, it's not about listening to this podcast. Most importantly, I think we we hope that that you take a chance to see the McKay community maybe in a different light that you've than you've seen it before. To see the beauty in this community as opposed to the brokenness and pain. Mm-hmm. That brokenness and, and pain is, is here, you know, as, as it is in every community. Uh, but there's also beauty within, you know, mm-hmm. amongst that pain. And, and our hope is that we can work together to build a healthier McKay community.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I would say we even want to challenge you in the in the way that you think about the McKay community. If you find yourself when you're driving down Lancaster having certain thoughts that are negative in and you're not viewing the community in a positive light, I just challenge you to to find the beauty and to, to see the individuals and see that they matter and and to reshape your thinking about the community because that's what we want to do. We want, and we want you, our McKay neighbors to know mm-hmm. that you matter and that you're in a place that matters and um, and we care about your place and we want to do what we can to, to make it a place where you can thrive. So that's what we're working on.
0: And if you, aren't sure where that beauty is yet keep listening to this podcast because we'll keep telling more mckay stories and sharing good news from the neighborhood thanks for listening well there you have it that's our big dream for the mckay community a gathering space with great coffee great food for mckay neighbors from all walks of life to be able to call home and enjoy A couple of updates, since we recorded this episode, Hannah actually got a new job at Isaac's room as the executive assistant to the executive team. We feel like this is such a great opportunity for her to learn from an established nonprofit in town. In other news, we talked about growing our family in the episode and we are happy to announce that we are expecting a baby. Halloween this year is the due date, no joke, that's a real thing. Lastly, we just wanna take the time to thank you for listening to this podcast. It means so much to us, and we really hope that we're able to foster a sense of hope and belonging. Next week, we'll hear from Ron Joanna Corwin, retired pastors and school district employees. It was such a pleasure interviewing them, and I hope you'll get the chance to listen. That's all for now. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.